Welcome to Big Blend Radio with your hosts, Lisa and Nancy, editors of BigBlendMagazine.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Big Blend Radio's Quality of Life show. We are welcoming Steve Piacenti mm-hmm. back on the show. He is the owner of Next Phase Live Coaching, and he's the author of Your New Fighting Stance, Good Enough Isn't, and You Know It. He's also an author of some fiction stories, too. Uh, we love it. Just go to his, find him on Amazon, Steve Piacenti, or go to his website, stevepiacenti.com. He's also a director of training at the Communication Center in Washington, D.C., and since we're recording um, in Virginia, right near there, I, I think we probably drove by your office, Steve, because I got lost the other day. So welcome back to the show. But it's good Gosh, to be in your hood, you. literally kind of in your region, we well, should say. It's a pleasure to welcome you to the area, Nancy and Lisa. Mm. Hey, thank so you. Are we still in the eastern shore if we're like recording this from Lorton, Virginia, or is that not the eastern shore anymore? I don't anymore? believe that we consider that the eastern shore. Oh, I keep telling people I'm on the Eastern Shore, man. Well, <laughs> you'd be safer saying you're on the Eastern Coast. <laughs> oh, okay. The East Coast. Oh. oh, okay. Well, we were in Maryland in, um, hmm. we were in the Chesapeake Bay area, and I'm now just it totally, uh, where were we? Queenstown. Mm-hmm. So that that's the Eastern Shore, right? Yeah. Once you get by the water, that's what we consider the Eastern Shore. Okay, we got it. We got it. So see that the word shore. Yeah, but listen, and I'm I'm getting there slowly to my segue Same. of the topic of conversation today is what kids can teach us adults. And you know, Lots. we saw families um the other day. We both got sunburned mm-hmm. out at Tuckahoe State Park in Maryland. Oh, that's uh, looking over, we had all these, mm-hmm. you know, there was water lilies and it was mm-hmm. like the perfect day to be in a park for a picnic. And we saw families out there learning how to kayak and everything. Mm-hmm. And I think the kids started teaching the adults. I'm just saying, because, and I wanted to bring this up straight away to you about talking about kids and adults, because I kind of feel like mm-hmm. we have negative thoughts where the kids are like, come on, let's just do it, man. Let's just try it. Mm-hmm. And that's well, what we is, saw at that part. There is that where, Kids are full of let's go do it, let's go do it. And then the parents, because they're safety minded, have the oh well we can do this but not that. Yeah. You know, and, and it's a bit of a downer for the kids, mm-hmm. but it has to be there. It's can you strike a balance? So I, I'm in the uh, wonderfully unique position of not only mm-hmm. having my own kids, three adults, mm-hmm. but now they have had kids themselves. Mm-hmm. And so what we forget is what we learn from these little human beings when they're two, three, four, up to nine and 10 years old. Um, Mm -hmm. And it turns out that there's quite a bit. So I put the question to my own kids. um, asking today, what have you learned from your own children? And I got some interesting answers. Let me, let me just rattle off for you. So my, uh, my middle daughter, first thing she said was, setting limits i learned how to set limits and not be a people pleaser what that's cool yeah. Whoa. that's way cool yeah wow, because if you do her. i mean then you're catering to 
is the yeah. dog, the, the tail is wagging the dog, right? Mm -hmm. And the, yeah, the that's kids so are, cool. you want to be popular with your children, but you don't want to let them run the house. Um, exactly. My middle daughter, I'm sorry, my older daughter talked about the art of negotiating. <laughs> she's got, she's got that. <laughs> Nancy, come on, you know, this is true. <laughs> yeah. And in parentheses, when she wrote back to me, mm -hmm. she wrote, she says, as our neighbor's kids are over here playing at 810 on a school night. So she was, um, she was talking about negotiating, but she was losing that negotiation. Oh, that's well, funny. I, Lisa's, Lisa was, um, as a child, if I may say so. Perfectly behaved. Super negotiator. Like when I say, okay, well, you've done this and it's wrong and we're going to have to do this about it. He would start with, do you really think that's necessary? <laughs> <laughs> and then and would what? Start from, I never did yeah, that. Yes, you did. And then you would start with, okay, do you really think that's necessary? And then she would tap one foot, put her hands on her head and sigh and tap one foot. Like she was now talking to the dumbest person on earth, which would be me. Now, do you think make it's case? necessary for you to even bring this up on the show? Yeah, it's like, do you think I don't know what I just did? Because I was like, you did this, this, and this. And she'd look at me and lay, like, well, yeah, I know what I did. You know, now, you don't now, have to repeat it. I know now, what I did. Now, Lisa, I, I'm sure there's not videotape of this, but I can kind of see you doing it. So, yeah. Uh, now, my, my son's daughter, uh, <laughs> relating to what Nancy just said, my son's daughter said they teach us to get creative with language and offering oh. offering choices and alternatives to make them think they got what they wanted. <laughs> oh, oh, Nancy's wow. the queen of that. Nancy's also the queen of the guilt trip <laughs> over that. Because oh, yeah. as a single mom, she one day caught me ditching school. And she got me like finding me at my friend's house and calling mm -hmm. there. Yeah. Remember, this is pre-cell phone times. Yeah. And going, the school called and um, they called um, and, and said, this is because I'm a single mom. Yeah. And that they you had that they were like mother. I'm an unfit mother. But it's actually a true thing. Actually, now, it did now, happen. Now we're talking that did like actually happen. We're talking like this, but let's bear in mind that the children that we're referring to in my little stories, they're two, three, four, five years old. There's yeah, no but, they, they, but, they're already, see, but they have no limitations. Right. Whereas, right. you see, that's that's what I was saying. There's like that. And when I was watching the kids and the families kayaking, mm -hmm. they, the kids, I don't, there was just this energy of like, come on, we can do this. Whereas the adults had that, that, I don't know that that's what I was going to say, going back to what your, your, you know, your kids are learning, but the kids have this, when you're two to eight years old, you just don't have that. Um, you're willing, you're game to try things yep. because you haven't learned yet. Well, you know, and also, so you, you know, your parents want to keep you from getting hurt because you know, they've also, been hurt. Yeah. Very, very tied to this is. I would say, and I'm looking more at my own kids now than my grandkids, but creativity. They teach us creativity because um, they're so natural and they're so creative and it inspires us 
some to, sometimes mm -hmm. come up with new ideas to try new things like kayaking and stuff like that. So, you know, it may be things that we mm -hmm. never would have dreamed of doing or not for the kids. So that's, I would put that under this category too. Mm. Yeah, because so, you get stuck in your ways, you get your habits that work mm -hmm. for you, and then you never break out unless something happens to make you break out of your habits. And children are a great avenue for that. Well, I want to go to things do happen in life. And, you know, there's a whole thing, even when kids fall down and hurt themselves, do you go, oh, no, oh, no and make them cry or when they were like they fell down and hurt themselves with they were the rest of the kids they would have kept running yeah you know running around do you know what i mean so there's that difference in in parenting so let's go with that because that that analogy of i mean nancy would go like what did you do to the ground i like, know what you, the you, broke, you broke the, the dirt you broke or the you earth. know she wouldn't let me go into this big pity party of i skinned right. my knee Right. Because yeah, now if it was really something bad, there's a there's a there's a difference. There's a difference. But I mean, yeah. skinning your knee, get over it. That's kids' play. You need to move on. Well, you know, so, I think at the core yeah. of what you're talking about is unconditional love, which is another mm. thing that if we didn't know it, that they teach us. Um, mm. But you know, this specific about how you respond when they fall, for instance. Mm. Um, I think this has changed a little bit over time. And at mm. one point, it was be very understanding. And at one point, it was mm. try to buck up and deal with it. Um, mm. But what I, the conclusion I've come to with six grandchildren is not to forget about individuality. Mm -hmm. Some of them will fall and they'll spit on it and they'll get right back in the game. Others. Yeah will fall and they'll start crying and they need mommy or daddy for five minutes to get over it. So, you know, I, it's, it's a little bit different per kid and how far you take it in terms of mm -hmm. giving into it or coddling them. You know, I think it just depends a little bit on you and, and the kid. Well, I, yeah, everybody is individual. Every That's relationship. Really Every relationship is individual in a way, right? So going back to the kids, getting out there and having fun what i wanted to go to is like things can happen in life right yeah for sure mm. and so like i go back to your book your new fighting stance mm -hmm. when we see kids they fall down maybe it is they need the five minutes of okay maybe we put a boo-boo on it and have a conversation oh it's really not that bad are you really hurting right now right. having mm -hmm. that five minutes or just spit on it and move on yeah um so isn't that something we need to look at in life? Maybe we need the five minutes, maybe, you know, eat, and it depends on the situation. I mean, if you fell into the Grand Canyon, that's a whole oh, other deal. That's well, a you're big probably alley. not alive at that point, but you know what I mean? Yeah. There's different levels. Mm. So, but in life um, with kids, you know, kids have this resilience, most of them. Oh, yeah. That, that I mean, everybody's different, mm -hmm. like you're saying. I think yeah. that's a very, very good point. And, and but we, we can learn that way with being a little bit open. Yes. And, and, you know, resilience is something we learn and maybe forget and can relearn. And yeah. kids are a great source of inspiration for that. Now in fighting stance, um, the whole point of that was to find these people who were willing to tell me about their lowest points in their lives and what they learned about themselves in these moments. And a lot of it had to do with resilience. And then 
my goal was to figure out how to pass on whatever lessons they learn uh, to my readers and see how that would be applicable to them if they could take something from these stories. That was the goal of the book. Mm-hmm. Well, I think mm-hmm. you did it. I mean, yeah. I think having those true stories are cool. And that's the thing. And people, you should go get it. It's on Amazon. Are you writing any more books, by the way? Fiction, I, nonfiction? I'm on pause for the moment. But He's playing with his grandkids. Yeah. Well, I'm doing a lot with communication training. I'm doing a lot with photography. Um, mm. And yes, there's a lot of family things going on right now. But that's cool. You know, there's always something percolating in, in my in my brain. That's cool. Mm-hmm. With kids, um, I, I talk about this a lot about going on a hike with a friend um, when we started our tour, and she's she's oh my god, she's going to be a teenager. That's what's so crazy how time flies by when kids all of a sudden are teenagers. Yeah. Like, how did that happen? But she went on a hike with us. It was, it was a good friend of mine's daughter, little little girl, and she starts talking to me about the plants and. She made us slow down on our hike and observe things as adults that Mm -hmm. if she wasn't there, we would have just kept talking. Mm -hmm. Oh, notice the big things like the hawks and and things like that and and eagles flying overhead. But she wanted to look at the little teeny itty bitty things in the Mm -hmm. flowers, which which means we could spend the entire day just doing that, which was fine with me. But it made me realize that they are very observant that maybe we need to adopt that. Yeah. So, so I, it makes me think of two things that we, that we also learn from kids. One of them is patience <laughs> because <laughs> All right. kids have their own pace and way of doing things. And the other one is flexibility because mm-hmm. for all our plans, as you say, uh, Lisa, things happen. And sometimes things happen in a bad way. Sometimes, sometimes things happen in kind of a neutral way. Here we are on this hike. Let's look at these things that we didn't intend to look at along the way. So yeah, we have to be flexible about that. And kids remind us that we have to be flexible. Mm-hmm. That's what a good a, thing. What about imagination? Oh. Because do you think mm-hmm. in our brains, in life, we have the positive and negative thing going. And as we get older, we have more negatives running through our brain than positive. We go, oh, no, no, no. Oh, we could do that. No, it's like change no before yes, right? And as we train our brains to do differently. With kids, you have this pure, puritus, you know, right. where they don't have that negativity. Mm. So then imagination And you want to spark your kid's imagination. You want them to use their brain for imagination. But I'm going, as adults, I mean, as creatives, like I know you are, Steve, Nancy is, you know, Mm -hmm. um, we all are creatives in in fiction, nonfiction, music, all of that, photography, art. Nancy is an artist. But imagination comes in everything you do in life. Yeah. Whether you're an accountant, Mm -hmm. right? We want them to be creative. creative. kids have that like without limits so so i'm laughing because you reminded me of the eight-year-old so the eight-year-old girl is a child i have never seen not wearing some kind of princess dress or tiara Uh, this girl does not go into the arts i will be absolutely amazed with that comes a little bit maybe of what we'll call the artist personality Mm -hmm. So I'll give you, it's this funny story. I'll tell it on myself. One day I 
tell her to do something and she stops in cold in her tracks and she looks at me with full eye contact and she says, you take care of you and I'll take care of me. Oh, no way. <laughs> so we had, a quick, one. we had a quick discussion about how you talk to adults. That was funny. <laughs> but, That's funny. But, I like uh, it. Yeah, it was stunning to hear this come out of the mouth of an eight-year-old. <laughs> well, they're, they, you know, they're far more intelligent than what, that what adults give, give credit to children now, especially since television, uh, the, the, the way they verbalize and the way they think is way faster than when with, with kids who grew up without television. Let me just say it that way. Yeah. Um, and phones the free, now. And the freedom to say, you know, like, I mean, I grew up in a household where you spoke when you're spoken to, we'll let you know when you can answer kind of syndrome. And that surely isn't the way Lisa was brought up. But um, apparently not. No. <laughs> there are times. No. Uh, but, you know, that it's a total different thought process and a way of raising a child. And But at the end of the day, for the most part, I think the real personality of the child as they become older, their real person personality will come out unless they're really mistreated, and like so what, really. And, and so what you're saying, Nancy, is, is something that I totally agree with. And if I could take mm -hmm. it one little one step further, I think sure. kids teach us empathy, right? Mm -hmm. Because we learn that they are um, not little clones, but little individuals. And, yeah. and mm. we have to um, develop this greater sense of empathy and understanding. And by the way, empathy to me is not, I know how you feel. Empathy mm -hmm. to me is, uh, I don't know how you feel. And that's why I'm mm -hmm. here to learn and listen. Mm -hmm. And understand. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think also it's point. interesting about kids when you say they're individuals because a lot of times they're looked oh, at yeah. as this is my mini me. And somebody said that to me about their child. This is my mini me, yeah. and I thought, no, or was it? I don't know. Maybe it was a news thing. And I kind of looked and I was like, boy, that kid's going to be in trouble, yeah. especially mm -hmm. as a mother daughter. Mm -hmm. That's not a. That's not healthy. I know that, you know, for Nancy and I, I mean, we have to have that tenacity of difference. Right. Otherwise, oh, yeah. God, we're going to annoy the heck out of each other. Yep. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But um, the kids They're are individuals. Totally and different. like what you were saying about your own granddaughter and being artistic and watching her with the tiara and everything, mm -hmm. that's got to be a joy to watch. Just oh, do, that's do funny. apps. Don't you want to write down what they're doing in a way? Oh, yeah. I mean, well, thank, thankfully, the phone you know, photography video now. <laughs> And, yeah. Well, uh, and and she's also um, she'll look at something and make up a story about it. Um, uh -huh. So oh. it's fat, kind of fascinating. We play this little game where she'll start it, and then I'll add a piece to the story, and then she'll add another piece, and next thing you know, we're in some kind of fantastical world, um, and it's it's a lot of fun. Oh, I love you that. Know, I love that. one one place we lived in Africa on the property. There was a like a wooden freight thing and um two days later it was turned into lisa's restaurant she's it's the little kid but she she had this idea in her mind i'm like okay 
And so we had to get her an order book, little apron, and, and put on a little hat. And she, she was totally into, probably from a book or... Oh, just going out. I wanted, going I wanted out, to be, she every, wanted to be everybody. I wanted to be a nun. I wanted to be a yeah, waitress. Oh gosh, I wanted to be yeah. a vet. I wanted to be yeah. a photographer. I wanted to be just about absolutely mm -hmm. everything I saw, like yeah. anybody doing things. I wanted to do it. Yeah. I wanted to see how it is. And I think that comes into what we do as documents, you know, mm. in podcasts and yeah, magazines. Yeah. It, it it ties into it. So watching kids and seeing their path, mm -hmm. that's something that's interesting. interesting. You know, I just recently uh, met up with my best friend from high school mm. and my graduating years because I went to cool. a lot of schools, um, <laughs> you know, travel-wise. And we sat down and we're like, there is no um, getting away from when you're in your high school years. And I know we're talking younger kids, but when you know your, each other as kids, you know who you are growing up, especially mm -hmm. those with friends from, you know, two, three years old and growing up, mm -hmm. you all kind of had this destiny. You could change what you wanted mm -hmm. to do, but you knew who each other. Were. There's a... Um, come to reality moment with actually keeping your friends from school that when you go to these reunions and people shy away from them and if you can do it do it i think it's a, it's an important it it's an interesting thing because your friends from school any age are the ones who know you because you're more pure as a kid than when oh, yeah. life hands you things and you have to change with life and growth, right? That's part right. of it is growth. It's not negative. It's positive too. Right. But as kids, you, your heart, you wear your heart on your sleeve. Sure. I think yeah, that's you're not what I'm hiding. trying to say. You're not hiding yeah. who you are. And you get to the point, just like your granddaughter that said, you take care of you and I'll take care of me. Talk <laughs> about get funny. to the point. Yeah. Like, boom. Finally. Yeah. Now, yeah. now here's, a, here's a funny thing uh, to add on to what you said. Because when you graduate high school, then you go to college and you get that first job. And now you've kind of become an adult. And now mm -hmm. maybe you get married and now you have your own kids and you have your house and you, you kind of have this professional adult persona. And then along come these little babies. And you know mm -hmm. the other thing that they teach you or remind you or allow you to be again is they teach you the value of being silly again. Yeah, and be Huge. silly again, and you know you kind of forget about that. You stash it, you put it aside, and then all of a sudden you're dancing around the living room with these little kids, and it's crazy. Yeah, it's but fun, it's though. fun. That's yeah. fun. Listen, Absolutely. it's it's like okay, so you know I, I have a friend who's and Nancy and I were like this. You're gonna clean the house, okay? Put on you know '60s rock and roll, and you That's know you right. get silly with if <laughs> as kids. You know, it was like, oh, it's house cleaning time, it's chores, or are you going to make it fun? So it makes the household fun. It's like mm. you're going to get through the chores, but you're silly. And kids yeah. will go, come on, we get to be silly mm. with the broom. We'll still sweep, but That's we want right. to be silly. Absolutely. If I, mm -hmm. You know, and I think as adults, we absolutely need that because we need our stress time. levels. What do you think about this, Steve, right now as, as a life coach? Are you seeing people's stress levels a little bit higher than they used yeah, to be? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think it's, I think it ties back to the importance of 
something all something else all related to the subject of the day, um, because I think kids teach us how to become better communicators, right? Um, to explain mm. something, to teach something, to get a point across. You may have to do it two, three, four different ways before mm-hmm. the kid understands or or will uh, um, you know go along. And you know, flash forward to being adults now. You know, we've all just come out of three years of isolation, and and everybody is going back to work and going back downtown, traffic, commuting, all of that. So I, I do think people's stress levels are higher. And mm-hmm. that is where um, being able to communicate um, out and to receive, it, be, it becomes really, really important. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and being it's, silly. It's not, a, yeah, yeah. it's not always easy to be, I don't want to use the word level because I don't like that word, but to be at the, at the same place in two minds, like oh, this yeah. person is, yeah, they think this, and if you know the person, right. it's easier than when you don't know the person. If it's the person you just met, then you don't really know, so you got to be careful right. and fish around until you find out, oh, now I see who you are, yeah. so now I know yeah. how to talk. The way, the In way order I would say to, that is to try to meet them where they are. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly, mm-hmm. that you don't offend so that you can get along and so that you ha- you build a rapport and a relationship mm-hmm. as opposed to i think this i think this and right. my way or the highway which seems mm-hmm. to have been an older generation thing so well, kids kids are really good about knowing who's who in the group right? right you know if you look at like stand by me look at that movie right and the book mm-hmm. and everything look at groups of kids right Kids know this one can build the fort. This one cannot. This one knows how to light a fire. No, we don't want to talk about kids lighting fires. Anyway, um, yeah, I burned some carpet as a kid. But um, don't don't give me matches as a kid. But you know, every every kid in the in the I'm gonna call it the gang of kids. We all knew each other's talents, even in sports, or you know, we kind of knew it, like and we didn't need army. adults. We are like little armies. We're our, we already like we suss our, armies. And yeah. it can get out of hand and get some can bully. So that is a truth. So yes. you mentioned um, you mentioned Stand By Me. I'll mention another movie. There was a movie called Pocahontas. And in the, in the movie Pocahontas, mm-hmm. there was a song called Colors of the Wind. Mm-hmm. In the song oh. Colors of the Wind, there's a line mm-hmm. that goes, when you walk the footsteps of a stranger, you learn things you never knew you never knew. Yeah, this, uh, gets, this gets back to what Nancy was talking about. It's basic mm. human interpersonal relations. It's mm. about it's about understanding things we're trying to from the other person's point of view. And I think we all could use a little bit more of that right now. Mm-hmm. That is a very good point. And, and I like you that. know what? And I think we should. I mean, my hobby or interest is to get that with with animals. I want to know what they're thinking. I've always had this fat. No, I really do. I I like to sit in the wilderness and watch an animal. Guess what it's going to do next? Mm-hmm. And and see. And when you make direct eye contact, sometimes I feel like they're saying something yeah. and thinking you don't get it, or yeah. <laughs> you know. But I feel like if you can learn to understand another living being whether it be an animal or a person or i don't know about plants that'd be a little really difficult but um 
that it's worthwhile. Yeah. So you don't feel like you're on this earth alone and that you start to take responsibility for the things, living beings around you. I'll tell you, um, if you look at my Instagram account, you'll see a lot of um, portraits of animals and mm. you're doing those. It requires a lot of patience because mm. the, oh, yeah. the, the most rewarding moment for me is when that animal looks into my camera lens. Because yeah. then I feel that connection it's and trust. that is a shot that's worthwhile. That's yeah, it takes, well, it takes time and patience and yeah. learning mm -hmm. how they breathe, how they maneuver, how they move. You but know, it's, it's like we, we, like I learned, like going out in the wilderness and, and you hear a bird, you're going to hear a bird before you see it. Mm -hmm. And you need to learn your bird calls. And then, you know, this bird's action is they go for food this way. They go up or down or side, you know, everybody flies differently. Mm -hmm. It's the same as kids. Kids understand that. Mm -hmm. And they get in there in the mud with the worms. Yep. Some of the that. girls weren't. I can guarantee you the one wearing a tiara is not going to. Well, maybe she will. But I just, I think kids, kids get us to remember to not have put limits, limits on ourselves. That's the one thing. Mm -hmm. And so when you say your new fighting stance, I think it's also about stop this limiting factor because the limiting factors you know that we put on ourselves absolutely yes that is stress yeah um yeah where did that limit come from how is it serving you maybe it was something that you needed a long time ago now you're older wiser and ready for more and you have to pull that that string on the bus stop and get off and get on a different bus uh, well you know when you're growing up you're, you're told for a lot of years, don't do this, do it this way, don't do this, do it this way, don't do this, do it this way, which has always kind of been a negative way of teaching. You know, so I feel like, you know, in the newer ages, maybe it, uh, the negative language could be tossed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And also letting kids have their space to grow. So like, well, there's, yeah, I know there's the term helicopter parenting. I don't know, no, but letting letting the, the person be the person that yeah. they are and who they're meant to be, without curtailing them into what you want them to be. Mm -hmm. Right, and and that requires one other thing that I think um, I don't know if we're getting toward the end here, but one other mm -hmm. thing that I think is really important that they teach us, which is humility. Right, we don't have uh, all the answers. Sometimes we no. think we do, no. and sometimes we think we should. But I don't want to. We all know we don't. So you learn a little bit of humility in the process as well. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. I wanted to touch on that with you too, because as a grandparent, mm -hmm. now you're watching your kids yeah. raise their kids. And I know you ask them, okay, what did the kids teach you? Yeah. But for you watching them, I mean, no parents perfect. I know that you and Nancy are, you know, 100% perfect. Yeah. But no, but don't you no. learn stuff watching your kids' parent? Like, is there, is there a growth so, for you as a grandparent? So, you know, what I would say um, is that my wife and I did a perfect job and everything that my kids are teaching their kids is perfectly in accord with what we taught. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I know. I'm just, I'm just, I'm good. Everything is a hundred percent. That's why I was laughing because I already know there's no such thing as perfect. Right, right. No, but, but I will say that for the most part, there would not be a time when I would say, stop, you're doing that wrong. You need to change this. 
mm. for the most part, I mean, there might be degrees, mm. but for the most part, I would say they're doing a great job and I, I don't really have too much to say about it. Nancy, what you were saying about, about the negativity, the only time I really see my kids getting hard on them and negative is if something is dangerous. Like yeah. You cannot run into the road. Yeah. Right? yeah. Uh, or, you know, you have to wear your helmet when you're on your bike, something like mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. um, but other than that, they get a lot of space, these kids. I think that's important. Know, I got a lot of space and, and we were in the wilds of wilds, you know, when yeah. I was in those, mm. those age groups with wild, dangerous snakes. <laughs> I mean, we, I really had to learn, like, do not do this because you literally could die if you walked yeah. over here and, mm -hmm. and you needed to learn to observe. And I was that way anyway as a kid, but I think it, you know, I, I think also what we're talking about is also even how kids are taught in schools. It's this I, I love that we're even talking about kids because they really, we need to do everything we can for them as educators too. Education is so key that we, I would like to see this country support our, our teachers a little bit more, you know, mm -hmm. and, and here. you know, just so that they can do their best job. They shouldn't be limited mm -hmm. when they're doing something, when they're teaching. But mm -hmm. like as a grandparent, where I was going to is like just watching your kids are you watching your kids like you're watching Funny. your grandkids, your your immediate children? Because watching them, like, is that kind of cool to go, hey, look at them grown up now. I remember, you know, you as six years old doing this. Now you've got a six-year-old and they're doing yeah. this. That's got to be kind of cool to, yeah, to watch. That's cool. I mean, I'll say first off that the best thing about being the grandparent is that while I love all of them and I love for them to come to the house, at the end of the night, they go home. <laughs> okay i have to say traveling on the road with lisa there's so many times when things happen on the road yeah most of them are good but everyone's fault is a hiccup and she is right out there I'm like god help you guys on the other side she's coming at you yeah. <laughs> like, well it's like oh no but <laughs> she has she is her own person for sure and she has if she has fear, she hides it really well. Yeah. But she always manages to be articulate. Mm -hmm. And there's times when I say to her, calm down, calm down, calm down, because I can see she's really boiling now. Like you need to calm down. You just calm down so you can it's think clearly. Mm. Yeah. But um, it's amazing. And I'm like, oh, look at that, man. I wonder if I would have handled it that way when yeah. I was her age you know it's like was I that <clears throat> like because we are two very different people right but but this goals but this main and the the goals and the um things you value seem to be the same but the world has also changed mm. right so that's my yeah. point on this is that it mm. kids actually make you stop and think well that's the world changes point. really fast now like the mm -hmm. information we get is so fast. It's like, can you keep up? When I look at kids and what they're supposed to keep up with now compared to what I had in school, mm -hmm. I'm like, really? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I, I heard something the other day that I probably had heard before, but forgot. It's a quote from Kierkegaard who said that life can be understood backwards, 
but must be lived forward. Yeah, that I like that. That's good. Right. So you yeah. know, looking back, um, I mm -hmm. mean, going through this experience as a grandparent is is a blessing because you get to kind of relive those experiences once again. And then, you know, with the grandkids at each stage of their development, it's a, it's a treat as well. <clears throat> um, and, you know, if you don't have that, you don't have it, but. Well, we have dogs here that are barking. So how about that's my grandkids. There you go. So I always tell them, I get to give them extra treats because we're not the parents. Right. I, I, we're think, the I just think it gives you, a, it, it just gives you a little different perspective. Mm. And uh, mm -hmm. you get, like I say, you, you do get to relive some of those moments. That's cool though. I think it's cool because it keeps you on your toes and, and to always think and oh, yeah. continue to grow. That's my point. Yeah. Kids make you continue to grow. I'll bet if and, I asked you, if a, if a little kid said to you, you take care of you and I'll take care of me, uh, what you would, how you would have responded, <laughs> I'll bet I would get two very different answers. <laughs> um, I don't want to answer that right now. <laughs> I know exactly what you would say. You just look at him and go bite me. Yeah. I know I'm just like, well, go on then, you know, you know, I don't, you know, it's so weird because as a person who has not had kids and it's not that I don't like kids, but I'm not um, always around kids. But when I am, they, they, they start, they come mess with me for some reason. They kind of go, this is the person who doesn't hang with kids. Let's mess with them. That's mm -hmm. the weird thing about kids. They always, it's like the person who goes, I don't, I don't know anything about dogs. I don't want to be around dogs. The dog's going to go right to you and go, yeah, I'm going to, you know, and yeah, Hello. I'm going to slobber on you or whatever. But <laughs> kids do that to me, but I really love them because whenever I stop and just take time to hang out, and that's a, to me a lesson right there. Stop, listen, hang out. They're important. Right. That's, I mean, that's why we do what we do is for kids. The parks, the public lands thing that we do is, is for that. Mm -hmm. And when you can see the parks and you can see things that you're working on through their eyes mm -hmm. and through their parents' eyes and grandparents' eyes and community mm -hmm. eyes, when you see a kid like really enjoy a swing or a playground mm -hmm. and there's a certain thing, I don't know, that to me, it's like kids want to belong to something. And so mm -hmm. that's something, you know, we talk about where can we go as adults? Kids want to be part of the community. There was a playground that kids helped rebuild after a fire in Yuma, Arizona. An arsonist took down their playground. And it's one of these really specialized ones. And the kids came back with the community. They got insurance money. They were able to rebuild. But at the last part was kids were able to paint parts and do parts of the, the playground, the fun stuff. Mm -hmm. That was their piece, their own thing. And right. when you see kids do those kinds of projects right. and public art is a big deal of that. That to me, when I see how excited they are that it's not just their piece of paper, it's not just a, a drawing for well, the refrigerator wall. They get that sense of community. So when you see their faces with joy and that they're part of something bigger, I just want to say to adults, let's start involving our kids in community period i no argument here once again yeah i think that the you got us all community now the sense of community gets so dispersed in this country because we're all so busy and we're also dislocated you know we live mm -hmm. over here but our family's over there and 
we get we get dispersed and busy we work way too many hours mm -hmm. so that our kids suffer and i think that to make up for that something has to change mm -hmm. i don't know how many hours like when kids grow up the kids of today grow up how many hours are they going to work because there's hardly any hours left to work you know what i mean it, mm -hmm. you can only do so much mm -hmm. and you know wow. we take on way too much yeah. so i'm hoping people will draw back a little and realize that the family deserves as much or more time than the workplace you know it's another subject for another time but yeah we're we're uh, we're not going back to the way things used to be right no so it's, it's no. going to be a hybrid workplace at a minimum and mm -hmm. with the with the advent and the advance of AI, uh, the workplace is going to look very different. So I, I don't want to get into it now, but yeah, but oh, our, we're going to have that conversation for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. You know, my grandkids will, <laughs> will grow up in a very different world than the one that we did. Right. Well, Steve, let's do that. I know we're going to talk about AI for writers and even just in businesses. Let's do that. Uh, Steve will be back, everyone, uh, and I encourage you to go to his website, Steve Piacente. Again, uh, his his book, Your New Fighting Stance, Good Enough Isn't and You Know It. Yeah, I wonder where that grandchild of you got that kind of terminology about you take care of you and I'll take care of me. I don't know. I don't imagine. Know who, can't imagine. Can't imagine where it came But everyone, from. Steve is on our show every few months and uh, panel discussions as well. So keep up with us at BigBlendRadio.com. And if you go to blendradioandtv.com, just type in Steve Piacente and you'll see him there. Thank you so much for joining us, Steve. Lisa, Nancy, thanks, great to see Steve. you again. And uh, thanks very much. Thank, Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye.